Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Peter looked at him and addressed him. Now, not very many people addressed him. Most of them just reached in there and turned their head the other way, you know, and dropped something in and went on by. But this fella stopped and he addressed him and said, Hey, then look on us. Oh, now he's really got his hopes up. Here's somebody at last has stopped. They're going to really give me something. I'm going to get it. Maybe, maybe they'll give me enough money that I can quit begging here on the street. I'll have enough to take care of myself. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, Our Rights in Christ by Ken Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Ken Hagan's message. What's the works of his hand? Prosperity, divine health, eternal life, glory and power, living in the Spirit. That's the works of his hand. If you're having financial problems this afternoon, raise your voice of authority according to the Word of God, according to Galatians 3, 13 and 14, that tells us that we've been redeemed from the curse of the law, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. Then raise your voice and say, Bless God, I'm redeemed. I'm not under the curse. I'm not under the curse. For poverty I have wealth. For sickness, health, I'm not on the curse. Mr. Devil, go take your hands off of my money. Take your hands off of my body. I'm well, I'm whole in the name of Jesus. And say it with commanding power and authority and something will happen. You can't say it mealy-mouthing around. If you'll pardon my... Texas colloquialism. I want you to notice something that every one of us have that authority and have that power. I want you to pick up on something here right now. When the Lord sent the disciples out, He said, heal the sick. This is what He said to the twelve now. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out the devils, freely you've received, freely give. Then go on over there. Yeah, but I ain't a disciple. Okay, so you're not one of the 12 disciples. But he sent out 70 others. Now you in, you'd be considered in the category of the 70 others, just followers of Jesus. He sent them out in Luke 10, 8 and 9. Listen to what he said. Now I want you to listen to this. And in whatsoever city ye enter, and they receive you, eat such things as set before you. Heal the sick that, that are therein and say unto them, The kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. Now you don't say anything in here in Luke 10, 8 and 9. You don't see a word in there about praying for the sick. It says heal the sick. In this one over here, it doesn't say anything about praying for the sick. It said heal the sick. I want you to notice that this power is given unto us. Jesus said, freely you've received, freely give. You'll go to the third chapter of Acts and I'll show you commanding power in action by a couple of the apostles. And I want you to see them as they come up to that gate called Beautiful. They come walking up there, saying and walking up there and they're set an old, stinky, 
rotten, dirty beggar. You say, man, why do you say that? The Bible just says he's a beggar. Hey, listen. How many of you have been to the Holy Land? Now imagine it back during the Bible times when there's no paved streets. It's just dusty and hot. And there's thousands of people walking through that gate with all the camels and the burrows and all the other animals, sheep and goat and everything else. And this guy is sitting at this gate. All that dust fogging down on top of him. Not able to walk, not able to take care of himself. And there he sits. That's why I say he was dirty and it was nasty. I want you to notice that Peter looked at him. He said, Mr. Beggar! And the guy looked up. Boy, he said, he had his old cup out there, alms, alms for the poor, alms, alms for the poor. That's actually what he's talking, that's what he said. Peter looked at him and addressed him. Now, not very many people addressed him. Most of them just reached in there and turned their head the other way, you know, and dropped something in and went on by. But this fella stopped, and he addressed him. He said, hey, said, look on us. Oh, now he's really got his hopes up. Here's somebody at last has stopped. They're going to really give me something. I'm going to get it. Maybe, maybe they'll give me enough money that I can quit begging here on the street. I'll have enough to take care of myself. Peter looked at him very sternly, and he said, Silver and gold, have I none? The guy. Man, he wanted some gold and silver. That's what he wanted. But he lost. And all of a sudden, Peter said, Silver and gold, have I none? But such as I have, give I... Hey, got his attention again. Such as I have, I'm going to give to you. Hey, what am I going to get? He's going to give me something. Stand on your feet and right, walk. There's not any prayer in that, is there? It's a command. And what happened? The man went leaping and jumping and praising God. It caused such a stir. It got old Peter and John in trouble. If you go on reading the third and fourth chapters of Acts, you'll find out they got put in prison because of it. You'll find out they got called on the carpet. You'll find out that it told them not to speak and preach about Jesus anymore. That's what happened. But I want you to notice that Peter didn't call an all-night prayer meeting. He didn't call an all-night prayer meeting to find out whether it was the will of God to heal a man or not. We don't have to have, it's good to have prayer meetings, and maybe all night was too, but not to pray over things like that. We have the authority. Jesus said in Luke, Behold, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. That word power, that Greek word power there, behold, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy is actually the literal translation of it. I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. Somebody that has authority over power can control it. Did you know what? You can put a little old bitty, five foot two, 95 pound woman with a badge pinned on her chest and a uniform on that has city of Anaheim, California, and so forth and so on, all their credentials, and you can put a whistle in her mouth and set her out here in the middle of Harbor Boulevard, and when she starts blowing that whistle and holding up a hand to stop, did you know what? She can stop the biggest of diesel trucks that you can put on that road out there. Do you know that? Why? Why? 
How can she hold back tons and tons of automobiles and trucks simply by going... Why? Anybody know? Authority. She has the authority over all the power that's in those engines out there. Because the guy behind the wheel knows that he's got to stop. He knows if he don't, something's going to happen to him. And I want to tell you what, that's exactly the way it is with the devil. He knows that when you throw up that stop hand and say, in the name of Jesus, he knows if he don't stop, that he's in for another whipping just like he got. When Jesus Christ died and ascended into the pits of hell, and there in the pits of hell, the, the demons laughed. But when the day had been fully come and the supreme sacrifice had been paid, you can hear from the throne on high as God himself said, it is done. The supreme sacrifice has been paid. And there the Son of God that was in the pits of hell itself shook himself and he did mortal combat with the devil and all his cohorts. And they hollered and they said, they hollered, shut and lock the gates. But it didn't do any good because Jesus himself wrestled with them and he whipped them and he arose victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And he bought back the keys in his hand and he rose and he said, all power, all authority, both in heaven and in earth is given unto me. That's what he said in the New Testament. You read it if you don't believe it. And he turned around and he said, and he said, I give my authority on earth to my church or I give that power on earth to the church. Who's the church? You and me and all the rest of us that are saved and born again by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are part of that church and we have the authority and the power to begin to command something to happen. And when you begin to get a hold of that, I don't see how you can sit still. It begins to do something inside of me. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt what my rights and my privileges are in Christ Jesus and there's not anybody going to take them away from me. You can come into your house. Right now you're here. You come into your house when you get back home and somebody has moved all of your furniture outside and they moved all theirs in. They're not a one of you going to say, well, uh, uh, this is supposed to be my house. I've been making the payments on it. I even got a, I even got the mortgage here. Yeah, that's all right. I'm taking it over. See here, I got this. This says I can have this house. Well, okay. I guess you got it and you can have it. Go get your trailer or truck and load all your stuff up and go out here and find you a place. Pitch your tent. Because it won't be long if you do get another place. Somebody find out all they got to do is come over and move you out and they can take over and they'll do it. So you might want to get you a tent and give it away every time somebody comes around. That's the way people do with the devil. Oh, you wouldn't do that. That's God, that house belongs to you. Some of you got the deed to it. The rest of you been paying on it for a while. You're making those monthly payments. That's your house. It belongs to you. 
and you have rights and privileges in that. You are a citizen and the law covers you and the first thing you're going to do is get a hold of a good attorney and get a hold of the law enforcement agencies and we're going to find out what's happening here. Is that right? Well, what in the world do we want to let the devil move in and take over our house for when the Spirit of God lives there and all we have to do is say, all right, Mr. Holy Ghost, take over. See, he's the enforcer. He's the law enforcement. All you got to do is begin to command something to happen. When the devil comes in with all of his flu and all of his headaches and all of his ulcerated stomach and all of his cancer and all of his asthma, all of his rheumatic fever, all of his crippling paralysis and arthritis and all the rest of it you want to name, when he comes in, all you have to do is say, in the name of Jesus Christ, Pick up your bags and get out of here. You don't belong in this house. You can't unpack your bags here. Call now to get this month's special offer, the six-CD series, Spirit, Soul, and Body by Kenneth E. Hagan, plus the mini-book, How You Can Be a Success in Life by Ken Hagan. Plus, if you call today, we'll include the bonus paperback book, The Greater Glory by Ken Hagan. All three dynamic resources for just $39.95. Don't delay. Call today. 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. If you're interested in coming to Rainbow Bible Training College, we are now taking applications yes. for the spring intake. Right. January enrollment. So go to rhema.org and you can fill out an application there. Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we continue with the teaching by Ken Hagen, Our Rights in Christ. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.